Hello everyone, welcome to 2019. My name's John Thornett, Director of Peak Strategies, and you're listening to the, the Speaking Pharmacy Podcast. Now, we're starting 2019. Now, some of you probably got your goals there, inspirations, your your drive to become pharmacy owner. Maybe 2018 was your first time of becoming a pharmacy owner. You're excited, but you're also into the guts of it now. And it's, okay, this is a lot harder than what I thought it would be. These podcasts are all for you guys, okay? These are for your first time pharmacy owners. These are for those who are aspiring to become a pharmacy owner. All these podcasts, Speaking Pharmacy Podcast, is all about you guys and giving you just some little tips, some little helpful pointers, and just giving you something that is going to steer you in the right direction. Hopefully, um, a little bit of inspiration to for you guys to take on something, maybe prevent you from making a mistake as well. So who am I? My name's John Thornett. Um, as I said, Director of uh, Peak Strategies. Um, I'm married, I'm a father, I have a 19-year-old son, I have a 16-year-old daughter who currently on holidays and doing absolutely bugger all at the moment. Um, but that good on them, I'm just jealous. Um, and so I'm ready to go start here, had a holiday, ready to get into, get into it. Now today, you're actually in for a real treat. You have a wonderful gentleman here by the name of Jeremy Watkins. Now, Jeremy is quite a uh, special person to me because he's someone who has taken my journey from business owner and helped me out immensely as a mentor. And, um, and so when we're thinking about podcasts and the type of people that uh, I would like to come in and interview and talk to as part of this podcast, he was the first name I wrote down, okay? So you're in for a real treat today. And so who is Jeremy Watkins? Um, well, Jeremy Watkins, leadership and performance expert. He's a mentor, he's a speaker, facilitator and author. And just on that topic, he has got a new book that's out, technically out, half out. We'll call it half out. <laughs> um, Insight, how to sustain your performance without burning out. Great book. Uh, head to his website, jeremywatkins.com.au, have a look, download the book, I think it's available soon. Um, so he works with corporate executives and business owners and their teams across Australia and internationally to help them develop new insights that increase their influence and maximise their impact as leaders. Wonderful guy, you're in for a real treat today. Jeremy Watkins. Good morning, John. How are you going? Very good. Very Excellent. good. Very good. So, tell us all about yourself. Who 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 are you? God, what a big question. What a big question. And before I move on, I just want to say happy hi to everybody who's out on the line and signing up to John's podcast. It's fantastic. I love what John's doing with this, and I think you guys are. Oh, I think you're going to get so much out of what he's got planned for 2019, and it's a real privilege to be the first person off the rank. Um, so what, 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 what am I all about? It's just such a great question. In fact, you know, I love that question because, you, you know, sometimes, John, you, you might go to networking meetings. I don't know about you guys online, but networking meetings for some people, I think, are like a bane of people's lives is that they kind of don't really want to go there. Some people love it. Some people, it's just the, this, 
yeah, some people it's just a really uncomfortable thing to do. Yeah, and 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 I think I've nailed down the reason as to why that is is because so often at these networking events, what people will ask you is they will ask you the dreaded question. So what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so many people that when I go to networking events, they ask that question, and I kind of quickly get them to turn it around or I turn it around for them. So this is a little tip if someone asks you that question at a networking event and go, what do you do? You go, you know, that's a great question, but can I ask, can I answer that in a different way and tell you who I am rather than tell you what I do? Because it's a whole bunch more interesting because yep. we do what we do, yep. but the important thing is we are who we are. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool question. So I love the fact that you've asked me the first question, who are you? Yeah. Um, so for those of you who are on the line and listening, what you um, what you can't see right now, which maybe is a good thing, is that I'm sitting here in a whole bunch of lycra. Um, we're drinking coffee, sitting in a, in a room. So I'm obviously a cyclist. If I wasn't, that would be a little bit worrying. So I'm a cyclist. I've, I've ridden to this little podcast this morning. Uh, so I ride about 300 Ks a week. Um, out of my own methodology of making sure that I keep myself as physically fit as I can so that you can stay mentally fit and emotionally fit. Um, the biggest, biggest insight for me is around that. Um, I'm married, I've got two kids. I've just before Christmas got a dog, which is kind of cool. He's a little cavoodle. Um, dog's wonderful. Oh, you know. Because so much uh, you can take out of a dog of just how happy life is in its simplest form. Oh, wow, God, I, I think... I don't want this to be a dog podcast, but I could kind of, kind of go on the whole thing because it, it's amazing. So I'll just tell you a really quick story and then we'll get into some guts of stuff. Um, so when we went to go and buy this dog, it's a really interesting scenario. And I kind of want you in your mind as business owners, potential business owners and leaders to, to maybe kind of create the link here early doors. Because we kind of went to a, a beautiful pet shop where they had it where they had a whole bunch of dogs and it's a lovely it's a lovely shop because you kind of walk in and there's shops but out the back there's this massive there's this really big run where they've they haven't got that many dogs but they're really free so it's not like a horrible pet store where you would imagine you go in and they're chained up and all that kind of stuff but really really nice pet store and i went in with the mindset that i am coming here to buy a dog now that might sound a bit obvious but you'll understand why in a second so i thought i was the one who was in control and he got kids you're not in control <laughs> and, and and i also came in with a mindset of um i really don't want a white dog because white dogs just get really dirty really really quickly and it means you've got to wash them all the time and you know i really i really don't want to have to do that um i know it's a kid's job but you know it, i'll just get involved in that process so what happened is we, we walked through the shop out to the back of the run there was about five other families at the same time who also wanted to go and have a look at cavoodles. So they brought cavoodles out and all the cavoodles were allowed to run around and stuff like that with five other families. Mm, so you imagine yep, there's two yep. kids in most of them and stuff like that. So there's, there's kind of 15 of us probably hanging out outside. Yeah. Soon as we walked out, the dog that we now have, which is a white dog, by the way, uh, <laughs> immediately came running up to us and our family and sat down in front of us and just didn't budge. The, wow. the dog did not go, and he, his name's Maxie, by the way. He's not, just don't call him dog. His, his name's Maxie, um, which was the name he had in the shop. We didn't want to change it because yep, yep, we thought yep. that was wrong. We did the same thing. Um, and he just came up to us and sat down right next to us 
and then started nuzzling into my son who immediately was an emotionally attached he's very like me he's very emotionally connected and and that was it the, deci- yeah. the Isn't decision it fascinating, the connections and how how they are made well, just he, with through whatever reason, but there was a connection made that was immediate, and it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I guess I used to. Um, I, I put a little post out on Facebook of, of Maxi like yesterday, and I Zorro kind of, of Zorro. Yeah, we call him because he's got this black. He's a white dog, but he's got a black mask, and you really can't see his eyes. He's cool as and. Um, but I put. I used to judge people who used to put pictures of their animals out on Facebook. And until I suddenly realised that actually that was just all about me and not about and not about them, and so so that's my little uh, moment of vulnerability and me the fact that I can judge people until you kind of get it. Mm. So who chose the dog? Nothing to do with me. The dog chose us. We didn't choose the dog. So the link in here is when you're a um, when you step into a leadership position. I think that's a really cool thing to kind of remember. Mm is that the energy that you give off yes is the energy that attracts yep. or the energy that detracts yep. positive negative otherwise if we'd have yep. given off the kind of energy as a family that maxi didn't connect into he would not yep. have come and stood next to yep. us so the which is a conscious and but as well as mostly an unconscious thing as well isn't it completely yep. unconscious yeah um so sometimes when those things happen i think you've got to just embrace that moment yeah and kind of sh- make sure you're shifting your mindset rather than going no fixed mindset yeah no i wanted a white dog yeah there you go yeah so let's get into it let's get into it so pharmacy land is let's just say it's a tough environment yeah at the moment sure um amongst most pharmacies i'm seeing um through our own client base and even through, um, especially through most of the valuations that we're doing, we're seeing retail sales just go down year after year. Values are dropping, there's pressure out there. Unfortunately, um, some are falling by the wayside. Um, some have, um, yeah, financially in a bad spot. Yep. Um, some are forced to get out. And it's not, you know, competition is stronger amongst pharmacy land than probably whatever has been. It yep. is quite a, I don't know if you use the term brutal is correct, but it's quite a brutal industry yep. at the moment. I'd say it's complex is a good way to Complex, it. that's probably better. Quite complex. Um, it's, but sort of with that environment, I think we have got, also got these pool of new buyers coming in. Mm-hmm. Now, they are probably starting at exactly the same point of my career. As in, you go through your schooling, you go through university, you get your job in your profession, yep. you go do it, and it comes that, that moment in time that I want to be a business owner, yep. and off you go. Yep. And not realising just how bloody hard it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's astonishingly hard. So... One of the reasons I got you in here is I really wanted you to to give the audience some insights from a leadership perspective of what does it really mean to be an owner of a community pharmacy from the perspective of your own leadership, driving your business forward, having a vision and bringing your team along with it yeah. and creating something 
um, inspirational and successful financially as well as from a lifestyle as well as your own in your own personal journey yeah. that's successful as well yeah. so that's sort of the background cool. that I've got you in here and that's some some crucial stuff that you realize later on in life yeah. of I really should have known that earlier yeah and there's some there's some great insights that I know you can give this audience who are going down this journey of actually this is some stuff that you really need to know now so first question i want to fly off to you yeah is okay you've got a, a young buck there mm -hmm. 30 something yeah he's either massively in debt yeah buying his first pharmacy it's new and it's all of a sudden oh my lord this is hard or it's buying a new pharmacy what do i do yep okay what is what is this leadership thing? What does it mean? How, why is it important for them? Yeah, wow. Um, so we've we've got about granted. There's two days worth of topic. Just <laughs> yeah, there. we've got fifteen minutes, yeah. and uh, so I think that there's a really there's a couple of really important points here. Um, the first point, uh, I think, is when you, when you're coming to the point of making a decision about whether you're going to enter business for yourself or whether you're going to enter business with somebody else is actually the first key important decision and distinction. Um, and that may be financially driven because of buying into a partnership of a slightly larger store mm. or making a choice, an intentional choice to go, no, I'm going to be the primary owner of a smaller store and then choose to take your business wherever you go. A lot of the people that I see who get stuck at a really, at a really, really early age are stuck because of that first immediate decision is do I want to run this business for myself and with my team or do I want to join as part of a group of people? Yes. If yep. you make a mistake around that first key decision, it can help or it can make you feel like you're stuck. If you're yeah. not aligned with the other yeah. key members of that team. Mm. So the first in point might seem initially as the most successful, most speedy decision, most or effective like the decision, step the logical into, step yeah, of yeah. a smaller purchase into a bigger thing. Yeah. The difficulty with that is that the honest reality around that is that you won't necessarily have the level of control that you thought you might have, which can lead to frustration. And that's sometimes a reality that comes sort of six, 12 months down the track when you have all these great ideas about what you want to do, yeah. knowing that <clears throat> I can't actually do it because partner two and three uh, don't, uh, or they don't necessarily agree with yeah. my vision. Yeah. And that f frustration builds and all of a sudden you realize, well, I'm stuck. Yeah. So I, so I think there's a really important decision to make there. Now, I think there's, that's a two-sided conversation. That's not all about you. That's all about you actually making sure that you have the correct conversations with the partners or the business owners that you're potentially looking to buy into to make sure that that conversation is had up front. And if you're getting any kind of signs that they really just want you to buy in to help them out, as opposed to they really want you to come in so that you can start bringing your vision to life, I would just caution you to just step back and think about that a little bit. So yeah. I think to me that's the that's the biggest error, whether it be a pharmacy, whether it be in any other business, is really getting clear on what is it that you're creating. Are you creating a business here for yourself or are you buying yourself a job? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really important decision and distinction that mm. I think is often misunderstood. And I think I think John's probably a great person to talk to about this when you're thinking about any kind of financial planning around this kind of stuff and developing the numbers bits behind this because it's so important. Yeah. Um, so that's the first bit before we get into the leadership bit. And and once you're in, say, so let's just assume you're now a you're now a business owner. Yep. Uh, you've got a small team or a big team, it doesn't matter. Um, I think the biggest, other biggest mistake that I see happening is that, say on Friday when you bought your business and you come in and now you've got a team, you rock up to work on Monday morning and now you're the leader. Um, the interesting part is that there seems to be in people's minds that from Friday to Monday that you're different. But actually, the honest reality is you're, you're kind of not. You've mm. you've just actually purchased a business, and now now the learning journey really begins. Yeah. So when you get in on Monday morning, and you know you bought the business on Friday, you turn up Monday morning. The first most important thing is to not be nervous about the fact that you don't necessarily know what this whole thing's all about, um, because that's normal. Yeah. Completely normal. Yep. Um, but the encouragement that I would give you is, I think leadership comes in three key stages. Okay, I think the first bit, which to me is all about insight, yeah. So, as a little plug from my book, which is insight, is the first key stage of leadership is what I call self leadership, is to really truly understand who you are and what you're all about first, yeah. Once you gain the insights into into who you are and what you're really all about, not not what you think you're supposed to be all about. But what you're actually all about yeah that's important the next step is to then go from self-leadership to team leadership yep yeah this is where now that you're clear about what you're all about from the insights then you can step into a space of influence yeah so now yep. you go right now i'm clear on who i am i've got yep. those insights now yep. i need to help to influence other people mm. and you notice the word influence mm. rather than dictate or control that, or yes. control yes. or manage which or, has sort of got negative connotations to it as well yeah so as soon as you get into the space where you feel like you're managing or dictating or controlling or running or mm. whatever i give you a little bit of an indication to maybe take a step back and go what is it that i'm looking to do here and how am i influencing the people yep. around me like that's yep. fundamentally yep. important and then the third key stage out of that is then where i think for pharmacy it's really important is to go well let's look at the wider leadership position yeah mm. so what's the impact that i really want to have with the work that i'm doing and that obviously is moving from the team out into the wider community space yeah so, so how can i improve the health of the community could be um uh, could be diabetes it could be weight management or whatever it's just, whatever, i'm going to have an impact on this community what's it going to be whatever your vision whatever your vision is i think that's really 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 important so mm. there's kind of three key stages here it's about thinking it's about doing and most importantly, from a leadership perspective, it's truly about being. Mm. So when you do that, that will give you insight, influence, and impact. And I think that is a key critical area, is to know how you're being as a leader, yeah. as opposed to as you're trying to do yep. leadership. Yep. It's yep. not do leadership, it's be yep. leaders. Mm. Yep. Um, one of the 
a, a very surprising element that comes up time and time again, which is actually a topic of a recent um, blog that, that we wrote, that I wrote last week, was these people are about to borrow a million dollars plus yeah. to buy. That's a lot of money. <laughs> sure is. And it's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. Now, they're about to buy a business. And so the question I always ask them is, right, what are you going to do? How are you going to grow this thing? What's the plan? Yeah. What's the strategy? Yeah. Most times there isn't any. Yeah. It seems to be that there's a financially driven or slash lifestyle driven need. Or sometimes it's just a logical step. Yeah. I'm a manager, the next logical step is to become an owner. Yeah. But oh, there's a logical step as to, as to why this personally means something for me to go and do this. Yeah. Or here's something I want to create. Yeah. Now that that lack of vision yeah. is actually quite surprising. Now having gone through this with you, yeah. I <clears throat> I understand how important it is and particularly what it meant to me in my business as I was going through it. Now, this is one of the biggest things I want to get out there is, okay, online, we've got this young bloke or young lady who's about to buy. Mm -hmm. What is a vision? And why is that important now? Well, why can we just deal with that later? Let's buy the damn thing first. Why is that important now? What does it mean from a business perspective, but as well as personally, as well as in their own journey through life. Yeah. What is the vision? Why is it important? Oh, crikey, that's a great Again, question. another two-day seminar yeah, there. that's another sensational question. Um, I'm going to answer that from a slightly different angle, if that's all right. Yep. Um, because I think typically what, what we can do and what can happen is that people get things if I use some unprofessional language for a couple of seconds is they can get things a little bit arse about face is that we can go into uh, a, a get ourselves into a situation where we make a transactionally based decision yep. which isn't connected emotionally mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, quite often, this is this is well. What I'm saying, this is a bit asked about face because quite often we've been taught, I believe, that the decisions that we make in business shouldn't be emotionally based decisions, and that's true, and it's also completely false. Because that's also the basis of every decision we make. Absolutely. Because because what we do is we will make an emotionally based decision, and there's going to be a whole bunch of people that completely disagree with me, and that's cool. But what we will typically do as a human being is we will make an emotionally based decision, which we then justify Mm. through transactional analysis. So head brain analysis and numbers and stuff to justify the decision. Yep. This is why the vision is so important. Because if you're making a logical head brain decision because you think, here's the words, because you think it's something that you should be doing, Mm. not something that you feel like you want to do, Keeping the motivation and the momentum behind where you're going when stuff gets tough is really hard. Mm. So if you don't really know, and when when people talk about a vision, I think it's, I think they kind of imagine this kind of glowing light of this massive clarity of exactly what it's going to look like. So therefore, you have this exact path. It doesn't always work that way. No. But what you do need is clarity of a particular kind of direction mm. that you're going to go. 
So I remember, John, when we were working together, there's a temptation, and I'm, I'm sure this is exceptionally true for community pharmacy, there's a temptation to go, pharmacist, I can heal the world, I can, I can save everybody, I can give, uh, do retail, prescription-based stuff, I can run courses, I can, I can do everything for every type of ailment. The difficulty that you have is that doesn't necessarily really serve anybody. Yeah. So until you get to the point, or when you get to the point of asking yourself, why am I actually interested in pharmacy in the first place? What's this actually really all about for me? What am I really interested in? What do I, what do I want to specialize in and focus on? That defines a niche. Mm. And once you define a niche, doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only people that you serve. Yep. But if that niche is connected to a wider purpose that you've got associated to you, you can help structure your mindset, your motivation, and then start building yep. the method. Which is quite interesting you say that because uh, particularly in WA, there's a couple of pharmacies I know, and these are successful pharmacies, which in today's age is actually more an exception than the rule. Yeah. Um, but these ones, they are a pharmacy, but they're also known for being good in particular areas. Yeah. And there's a common thread there, just along with just what you said, is that yeah. here's a couple who are very good at particular things yeah. and are well known for it in the community and not just in their immediate catchment pool, yeah. but an extended catchment pool. Absolutely. And people go there because of that skill. Absolutely. But they can also go there for every other bit of pharmacy yeah. that they need. Yeah. And it's quite an interesting, yeah. interesting thing there, knowing that, well, there's actually people out there who have proven just what you've said. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a good question that you can ask yourself to help you define what your vision actually is. And that question is, what do you, what do you want to be known for knowing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you want to be known for being a specialist and being an expert in? Yeah. Once you can understand what that is, it's a little bit like, I, I guess my, my brother's a doctor, so and I don't think he... Um, I don't think he made that decision. His business is going fine, by the way, but you know, so that's a bit of a contradiction. But, um, but he's a GP. Mm. But the interesting part of that is he always wanted to be a GP and to yep. serve his local community. Yeah, yep. that he was never, emotional he, drive. His emotional mm. drive was, I, I want to serve my local community yep. as a general practitioner. I don't want to go into surgery. I don't want to go into um, obs and gynae. I don't want to go into pediatrics. I don't, and that he never wanted to do that. Mm. So even if you have that clarity, yeah. that actually in itself can define a niche. Now, I'm yeah. not saying that to give you an out clause to go, yeah. oh, well, that's cool, because then I don't need to design it. That's mm. not what I mean, because mm. you have to be connected to it. Yeah. So remember that thing. It's about the mindset. Mm. It's about the motivation. And then yeah. it's about the method of how are you going to put this yeah. in place. Typically, people will go method first, and hope the other stuff comes yep. around, and hope is not a strategy. So how important it is, is it then, uh, and what does it mean for the individual when you're in the cut and thrust of business and life? Mm -hmm. You know, you could be married and kids and school and activities and just the busyness of life. Yep. And then you've got a pharmacy, mm -hmm. and you're running a business, and you could be doing six, seven days a week and doing 60 hours a week and an enormous amount of hours. And look, you're tired, and we all get tired and run down. But that difference then of being in a business without an emotional reason why yeah. versus being in business because 
you want to achieve something. Yeah. There's this thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. Is this a, a reason why you're here and that's to go do something. There's quite a, a big emotional difference there. One is like this black hole that you just can't feel you can ex- escape out of yeah. versus another one where, yeah, you could be caught up in the busyness of life, but you understand the reason why you're doing it. Yeah. That alone provides the motivation and the focus, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's really... Um this might sound a little bit harsh, but I'm hoping people will connect to this a little bit. There's a very fine line, I believe, between um, burnout and running yourself ragged and getting yourself really tired and exhausted and stuff like that and breakthrough performance. Mm. There's a real fine line. And how you manage that and how you manage yourself through that process is fundamental. I guess my story behind that is that I've learned the hard way twice. Uh, so even though I'm a leadership and performance guy and I know all this kind of stuff, I've burnt myself out twice. Yeah. Um, mm. Hence the hence the book. Because it's so important is that we need to make sure that we're connect, connected and committed to where it is that we're going from a wider perspective mm. because that actually is the thing that provides the drive. Yep. And we also need to be mindful enough to make sure that we create the space. Yep. So the head space. Yep. The emotional space and the physical space. Yep. We yep. have to create enough space to allow stuff to happen. Okay, everyone. We're halfway through our podcast. Uh, there's so much more we want to talk about here. Uh, and it's just far too good to stop this right now. But... There are some great things that we're gonna, uh, that Jeremy and I are gonna discuss in the part two of this podcast. We're gonna start talking about the right team and aligning your team to your vision. Uh, such a, a critical part of pharmacy is your team and how well your team align with your goals and your vision. That's all coming up next week. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, this first part um, as I said Jeremy's a, a wonderful guy so much knowledge there you're going to really enjoy part two of this as well uh, thank you uh, subscribe to our podcast we got so many great uh, uh, interviews and discussions coming up with some great people there's some stuff coming up that I'm really really buzzed about so please subscribe give us some feedback love to hear from you Stay tuned for part two of this coming up in a couple of weeks' time. You're going to love it. Talk soon. See ya. Bye.